You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Alrighty then, how's everybody doing today? Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson. I am your host, and uh, today we have another bow review. But this time it's a little bit different. We have a bow review by a woman for bows by women, and. Um, I knew I wanted to do this when I was going to go out and shoot my decoy the other day and my little girl Ava says, "Daddy, I want to shoot the I want to shoot the deer too." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to have to find someday a bow that fits her and a, a woman's needs. I've never I never really thought about that before before, you know. This is a podcast for gear and you think, "Hey, only guys bow hunt." Well, Here's an example of uh, a woman from Maine who bow hunts or is just getting into bow hunting and she narrowed it down between two bows and uh, her name is Erin and she is from Maine and uh, I'm just going to let her talk about her experience with uh, shopping for for bows and uh, what she decided to go with. So without further ado, here we go. All right. Welcome to the show, Erin. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you, Dan? I'm doing great. Doing great. So first off, you are the first woman that we've had on this show. Second, this is your very first bow you've ever purchased. So you're new to archery. So this is this, we're breaking ground here. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. But before we get into uh, into how you narrowed down some of the bows that uh, you were looking to buy. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and where you're from? Sure. Um, I live in Maine, and I'm active in the outdoor community, getting women and girls outdoors, feeling comfortable, being able to deer hunt, bear hunt, trap, fish. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool um, place to be able to hunt and to be able to get more you know, women and girls since we're the largest growing demographic um, in the outdoors. And so for me, you know, realizing or seeing on the trail cameras the change in deer pattern, specifically this year, sort of made me realize that I, I probably should look at archery and get in a, a decent bow. Was that because the deer, there was a more deer movement in the art, during the archery season as opposed to the rifle season that you were used to? Yeah, the way our seasons are set up, archery starts the 1st of October. Rifle season starts the last Saturday of October, 
and then muzzle loading starts the 1st of December. And so in archery and muzzle loading, we were able to pattern our bucks really, really well. And the minute rifle season started, they were all over the place. They were staying nocturnal. They were changing their pattern, changing their behavior. And so we figured, you know, if we were truly going to be dedicated to hunting deer, then we needed to expand and look at doing archery as, as well as muzzle loading. Gotcha. So you decided, hey, I need to I need to pick up a bow and I I need to do a little bit of research. And it looks to me like uh, you narrowed it down to two, and we'll get in that into that. Before we do, as a woman, what were you looking for in a bow? Any like any type of specifics? I wanted something that I felt I could control, and that I wanted to be able to really, um, you know, feel comfortable, feel confident. You know, as a rifle hunter, I know that I'm a good shot. I have my scope ready to go, and I wanted to be able to have that same confidence in whatever bow that I chose. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so let's see here. Why don't you go ahead and we'll start off with the PSE. Why don't you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the PSE that you shot and uh, basically some of the product specs and what you liked and didn't like about it? Sure. So it was the PSE Stinger. Uh, the draw length was 21 to 30 inches. And when they measured me, they figured I was 27 inches. So that's what he set it for. Um, the draw weight is anywhere from 22 to 50. And since I was a beginner, I wanted it as low as I could possibly go. I think we ended up about 30. Um, axle to axle was 32 and a half inches. So it was a little tall for me to be able to totally control and feel like, you know, I was able to move it around or not move it around. Um, I noticed that when I pulled back at full draw, it was stiff. And at the same time, it was kind of jumpy. Like I wasn't totally confident that I would be able to stand there and hold it back, even after going through the motions of practicing and um, building up my weight strength. So I was a little, you know, it felt kind of top heavy. It wasn't, it wasn't as comfortable, I guess, as I was looking for. The grip felt good, but I was able to, I had to sort of maneuver my, my hand around and figure out my, the best position I needed to be in. Um, and I also had to constantly readjust where I was bringing the drawback to on my cheek. It wasn't like I just, um, I didn't have to think about it. And I was constantly, trying to figure out how I needed to adjust to be able to get it to the right spot. So how did it feel? How did it feel while you were at full draw? It was a little shaky. Um, I felt like if I had to release without actually pulling the trigger, I don't know if I would have been able to control it. So, I mean, it was a little, I was uncertain and it could have been that it was my first time doing it. But even after, you know, shooting it a few times, it still felt like it was kind of jumpy when I was holding it. Okay. Uh, was there anything that you that you really liked about it? It was comfortable holding it. The grip was really nice, and I felt like my hand is where it needed to be. Um, you know, the, the color, <laughs> I know everyone sort of laughs when it comes to coloring, but when I first went in there, the guy at the store offered me um, either pink or purple bows which I quickly turned him down. So you know, being able to, to have a bow that was like everyone else's, um, you know, was crucial for me. And so yeah, it, it was a nice bow. It was a good bow. I didn't feel totally confident when I was shooting it. Gotcha. Now, did you know what your draw length was going into this? Um, because I noticed here on the 
between the two bows here. One was at 27 and one was at 26. Yes. Did you shoot, um, did you know what your draw uh, length was going into shooting these bows? I didn't. And so when he, when the guy still measured me, you know, he figured out that I should be drawing at 27. Okay. Um, and actually, now that I've been shooting the mission craze, I need to go back up to 27. The 26 is too short for me. Too short. And how tall are you? 5'5". Five, 5'5". Five. Five, five. Okay. So the next bow that you uh, tested, and mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and tell us about that? It was the mission craze 2. And so the let off for that is 80% versus the 75% for the um, singer. And the draw weight was anywhere from 13 to 70 pounds. Um, and so that was more adjustable for me, which was really nice. Um, the, let's see, the string length is 55 and 7 eighths. And then the actual um, height of it. Let's see if I have it here. It was... 31 inches. The axle to axle is 31 inches. Yes. Okay. Got oh, I'm sorry. No, 28. 28. 28 okay. So it was already, you know, four inches shorter than what the PSE was. Yeah. And I could tell almost as soon as I picked it up that there was a difference and I had more control over it. Okay. So what did you like about that, the mission craze? I was... We had it set for 26 inches, and he, again, set it for about 35 pounds. And I was able to pull it back much easier than the PSE and was able to sort of hit that spot on my cheek much more often than having to adjust for the PSE. Um, It felt more comfortable. I felt more confident being able to shoot it and being able to look through the little peep sight and have a – being able to pretty much hit the target for the most part. I wasn't way, way off every time I shot. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything that you did not like about it? The um, handle, the armrest, was a little it rubs on the top of my thumb a little bit, so I find myself adjusting more. Um, and like I said, he set it up for a 26-inch draw length, and now that I'm shooting it more often, I need to. I realize that I'm not coming back as far as I should be. That that natural movement that I think bow hunters feel, I'm sort of stopping short. Okay. And so I need to go back in and have them adjust it back up to 27 inches for me. Gotcha. Do you happen to know what the brace height on both these uh, bows were? Brace height on the PSE is 7 and 1 eighth. And brace height is, because the mission craze is 7 and 1 fourth. Gotcha. And in you, you said that the mission, you just felt better. It was kind of overall a better pullback for you yeah a a better draw for you yeah it felt like it wasn't you know with the PSE it wasn't it was almost too big it's like holding almost like a shield and trying to control it whereas the mission craze was smaller and so I was able to really um control it much better and not have it wavering on the top gotcha so I mean it kind of goes without saying but which one of these bows did you end up purchasing and and why (laughs) Uh, I got the Mission Craze. It was, you know, the right price range for the beginner. Um, I felt comfortable shooting it. I'm able to really get comfortable with my peeps, with the arrows, with the drawback, and start to be able to feel some of that muscle memory kicking in. Um, so it's 
for me, it was a much nicer bow, much nicer fit to my body type. Okay. So as, as you, you continue to shoot more and more with, uh, and you're new to this and you, you just mm-hmm. finished going through your, you know, shooting these two bows and you did your research and you said, Hey, I want to, I want to try out these two bows. You ended up going with mm-hmm. the, you ended up going with the mission. What are some things that you may want to tell, um, I guess young girls or, or women in general, you know, things that you need to pay attention to and look forward to that may be helpful when, you know, maybe yeah. testing a bow or trying something out for the first time. I would think doing their research and really figuring out, you know, what specs are going to be right for them. Um, not being afraid to try a bunch of them. I know I only tested two, um, but if you're really going to get into it and really be serious about it, you know, I, in hindsight, I probably should have gone back and tested a few others before I actually bought one, but the mission craze just seemed to fit really well. Um, so anyone that would be interested, you know, just to try more, test more, to have the research um, in your back pocket so that you don't need to rely on someone at the store necessarily to really set you up. You have a little bit of that knowledge going into it. Gotcha. So what was the uh, the retail price for the PSE? That was about four fifty to five hundred. Okay, and and what did you end up spending? For the mission craze, I spent four hundred for the um, bow and the basic setup. Okay, so like uh, a rest, a rest, and uh, a sight as well. And a quiver. Yep. And a quiver. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, what are you learning? And I, I'm going to take this a little bit further than the yeah. uh, than the, the actual bow review. But as a first time archer, and and maybe you could, I mean, I'm not a woman, so I have no idea, you know, what how a woman thinks when they're mm-hmm. maybe shooting a bow, or if there's something different that maybe somebody needs to pay attention to. How how are you uh, shooting now, as opposed to you know, maybe maybe like a week or two ago? Um, have you yeah. noticed an improvement? Have you noticed yourself making like little changes to the way uh, you draw back or your form? Yes. Um, I've been able to, it's kind of nice in the social media world because you're able to take photos of what you're doing and show it to your friends that actually know what they're doing and get their critique. And so for me, I was leaning back too much. So changing my body weight to lean forward a little bit, um, adjusting my hands so that it really fit the way it needed to fit, um, and being able to rely on some other people to help me with some tidbits and, you know, am I, is the 26 inch really my issue or is it the way I'm holding the bow and being able to, to bounce ideas off of folks as I'm learning and getting my form right. Um, I did get a little cocky this weekend when we were shooting. I started shooting my husband's arrows, which are 28 inches versus my 26, and I called all five of my shots. And then after that, I was a mess. So, <laughs> so you got a little there. cocky. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But I can totally see why people get addicted to it. Yeah, for sure. It is fun. It is fun. Especially uh this upcoming season when you kill your first deer with it, you'll uh you're you'll uh lose your mind. Right. <laughs> Probably. Probably. And just the fact that you know, you have to really range it so much so much more than you have to if you're just hunting with a rifle. Right. Um, there's a big big margin for error that you really need to work on. And so for me, it's that mental piece, it's the physical piece, um, and then, you know, the deal will be sort of a bonus at the end of it. Gotcha. 
Now I got, I'm going to ask a dumb question and I don't mm-hmm. know if, if they're, you know, like the old, the old saying where a woman goes into a car dealership and they try to take advantage of her because they think she's dumb and she doesn't know anything about cars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when you went into this archery shop and the guy off mm-hmm. instantly offered you a pink bow, you know, he, yeah. he was, he, in his mind, he's just like, Oh, it's a girl. She likes pink type of thing. Right. Was there, was there, and did you feel any of that going into, into that? Um, you know, it was, it was a little insulting. Instead of trying to give me the right bow that would fit me, he instantly went for color. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, having to deal with that. And I think that's where, the preparation on your own part comes in because being able to say, no, I really want to try these two and here's why. And this is, you know, I'm not comfortable pulling 40 pounds. I really need you to lower it for me. Just having that confidence, I think is able to um, help people help women be able to get the right fit and the right bow for them and not being not necessarily bullied, but pressured into getting something that's not a right, the right fit for them. For sure. Did you go with anybody, maybe uh, an exper- someone who ha- had archery experience when you went to go test these out? No, I went with my husband, and he's a beginner as well. Gotcha. Did he ended up? Did he end up getting a bow too? Yeah, he got a mission hype. Okay, so you guys will be uh, fighting over tree stands this fall. <laughs> yes, luckily we have enough property, but there there are a couple big bucks that we're we're after, so we may have to flip a coin. Are you guys uh, also in moose country up there in Maine? We are. Are you going to be going? Well, to get a moose permit, you have to apply. And most people, I mean, I think I'm on year 10 of applying, and I haven't been drawn yet. So at some point, when I do get my moose, if I'm really good at archery, I would love to take it with my bow. Oh, that would be awesome. But I could be waiting another 20 years. Well, is it one of these things where it's a point system, or is it just a random draw? Um, It's a point system. Okay. Okay. Well, good luck. And uh, I tell you what, when you shoot your first deer this year with your very first bow, send Mm -hmm. me send me a picture and I'll post it on the uh, on the website. Perfect. That sounds good. Well, Aaron, thanks for definitely thanks for taking time out to uh, talk to us uh, um, about the bows you shot. Hopefully, this uh, helps some you know young young girl or a woman or, or any first time archery hunter for that matter, um, kind of know what they're getting into when, uh, looking for, uh, a, a woman's bow. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Another podcast in the books. I know that a lot of you out there who listen to this podcast are men, but hopefully this uh, was able to uh, shed some light on uh, maybe a bow you're looking for your wife or your girlfriend or your daughter or a niece or your grandma or your great grandma. And, uh, you know, it's always it's always good to take a sidestep and, and look at things from just a little bit different of an angle because, um, you know, like I said in the intro, I am definitely going to have to be looking for a, a woman's bow within the next, you know, five to ten years. I don't even know, like, when you should start uh, getting the gear for, a, you know, for your daughter. But uh, that's some research that I have to do. Again, thank you guys very much for tuning in and listening to this uh, 
to these podcasts. If it wasn't for you, I would be upstairs with my crying daughter and my crying son right now. So uh, thank you for allowing me to escape to the basement to uh, record these podcasts. Also, make sure you guys tune in to Stitcher or iTunes or, you know, check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, like, click, share, and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, it's there's one thing that's kind of come to my mind lately, and that's uh, we as hunters need to stop being quiet about our passion. Typically, hunters are the kind of people who, you know, we go about our business, we you know, we don't necessarily yell from the mountaintops that we love bow hunting and love the land that we bow hunt on, but uh, it's definitely time to start thinking about raising our voice and letting others know that hunters mean business. We have a voice and it needs to be heard. So that's something to think about, and I'll probably elaborate uh, that on that uh, another time, but you guys... Another podcast that I'm on is the Nine Finger, well, other than my Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, the Wired to Hunt podcast. Um, if you guys have not had a chance to check out that podcast, I mean, I'm sure you guys have listened to it. If if you've made it this far, you guys got have got to know about it. But make sure you guys go and listen to those podcasts and read some of the articles that Mark's putting out because. It's very important, especially the last couple podcasts, that we as hunters unite. And uh, Mark does a real good job at spreading that message. So, there's that. Thanks again for your time and wear your damn safety harness.